This is the 200 Churches Podcast, episode 35. This is the 200 Churches Podcast, created to encourage and inspire pastors of small churches. Now here are two guys who lead and pastor in a 200 church and strive to provide information and encouragement to make you smile, think, and be challenged. The Boardwalk and Park Place of Ministry Podcasts, Jeff and Johnny. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. My name is Jeff Cady, and I'm here with my friend... Johnny Craig. Johnny, uh, what, what is this music? I don't, I'm not into this music. This is the music. Man. Where is my music? The, the music that I designed. <laughs> well, that I think it run its course. I'm fading this out. We had 30... going to fade out. We had 35 weeks of your music. Now yeah, but it was the funk, man. It was the funk. It's, uh, you know, it was funky... In the same way that, like, old socks are funky. Well, you know, I guess maybe it ran its course. This is some... We, we had somebody make some original jams for us. This is original. This is original this is original music, music for yep. the 200 Churches yeah, That's specially created for us. So don't look the gift horse in the mouth. That's but it is under stuff. protest. <laughs> it has to be under protest. Uh, well, here's what Jeff's not telling you. He wanted to use the ABC News and World Report music. <laughs> I like that. It makes us seem stately and important. We would have been like two Peter Jenningses. Yeah. (laughs) What are we talking about today, Jeff? We're talking about avoiding distractions that take us off course, which is exactly what we've just done. Yeah, that's that's true. I suppose the new music was a, a little bit of a distraction. So what's the what's the connection here with Monday's blog post? Monday we talked about listening for the people who aren't saying anything, hearing those who uh, paying attention to the people that are not asking for your attention. They're the ones that are quiet. They're the ones that are they're the silent sufferers. You know, they go through things in their lives they would never think of asking of bothering you and asking you to take any time out of your schedule to help them. They don't give you a call. You know, their, their parent gets sick, uh, goes through an illness, they die, they bury them, they go to their funeral, and you find out about it three weeks later. You know, yeah, that's no good. It's those kinds of people that, uh, they're good people, but they need help. They need somebody to be there for them, to pray with them, to visit them. So those people are not distractions. They're not distractions. Uh, they are the ones that... Uh, we need to prioritize and make sure are in our schedules. I mean, they don't they don't dominate our schedule, but they can't be absent. They they can't be right. you know not in our plan. So you had said something um, in Monday's blog about not letting squeaky hinges kind of dictate your schedule. And I think today what we're talking about is distractions, and we don't want to talk about people as distractions. You know, people aren't distractions. But sometimes those squeaky hinges, those little issues that people have, can become distractions as uh, pastors of 200 churches. Yeah, because sometimes people just want to make noise because they want attention. They don't really need you, you know, but you don't know that until you get to them. You know that about the third or fourth time it happens, with them that really they just need some attention, but they don't have any problem that you, they want you to solve or any hurt that they want you to lessen. So at 200 Churches, we are big into 
um, the vision and the mission of the church. So uh, we believe that you as a leader of a 200 church should be always driving toward the vision of your church, right? You should be on a mission as a church. Uh, We think that as leaders, that's something that we owe to our congregations. And what we want to talk about today is not getting distracted from the mission and vision of your church by those squeaky hinges. Don't get knocked off track. Don't get distracted in your 200 church. And let's just admit that we are probably the first ones to distract ourselves. Sure. Right? As leaders, uh, we're the first ones to to take ourselves off course to see the you know the shiny new thing over on the side of the road, and uh, we let's just admit that up front that it we don't need any help in getting distracted. We do a pretty good job of that ourselves, and as you said, staying focused on the vision and mission of the church, um, it's easy to say, but is so hard to do. For sure. So let's throw out those two caveats that we're the first ones to distract ourselves. And that staying on mission is very, very hard because we're not dealing with with objects as products that we're pushing right. you know, out of our out of our factory right. and that we can palletize them, put them on, you know, tractor trailers and ship them out. We're dealing with people and relationships. We're dealing with personalities, spirituality, different levels of spirituality, immaturity, maturity. We're dealing with all those things. And those are things that we just can't control sometimes. But we can control how long we let something veer us off course. Yeah, exactly. Knowing that it's difficult to stay on mission, right? Knowing that it's difficult to constantly drive toward the vision because of the nature of uh, what we're doing, uh, leaders of churches, Mm -hmm. we need to be careful. We all know, as pastors of 200 churches, how hard it can be to jumpstart a ministry and get some momentum going. To get something off the ground uh, is a difficult, difficult thing to do. Um, you know, I think about a, uh, I think about a spaceship and how much rocket fuel they have to burn, right, to break through the atmosphere. Yeah, a and, lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what is it? Like eighty percent of all their fuel is used in just taking off. Or yeah, some, some outrageous percentage. And so sometimes as pastors, we're, I mean, that's like we need to have 80% of the fuel <laughs> to get something off the ground, to get buy-in, to get everything going. And so once we have momentum, we don't want to lose that. And I think that once we have momentum, our people don't want to lose it. People want to be on a mission. And so when we as leaders can get some momentum going, I think that generally speaking, our congregations will be excited about that. And the problem with us pastors is that most of us are people-oriented. Most of us are oriented toward helping people, and most of us have an ear for, the, again, the squeaky wheel. Uh, we don't hear the, the quiet person, but we hear the squeaky wheel. We get something going, and we're, we're kind of excited and then somebody has a problem or there's an issue and we get sidetracked and then momentum slows down. And so what we're talking about today is how to avoid distractions that, uh, I mean, we'll have things that may slow our momentum a little bit, but we're, we want to avoid the distractions that just take us completely off course. Jeff, you were actually telling me a story um, just a little bit ago about a time where you had some momentum going. You were really excited about a ministry that was happening you were going, and then kaboom, distraction. Somebody tried to get you sidetracked. It was early February years ago. We were taking our students on a on a winter camp weekend. Uh, we had some new kids. We were, I was excited about that, building relationships over the weekend. And we got to the camp, and one of my adult 
youth sponsor couples just kind of had a meltdown. And the problem is they had a meltdown in front of the in front of a number of the students, and they were upset because we weren't doing something the way we'd always done it. And they felt like by not doing it, it would devalue our camp weekend. Of course. Yeah, instead of talking to me about it, you know, privately and, and somewhat less emotionally, <laughs> they just apparently it had been building up and building up. And who knows, maybe at the time I should have seen it and didn't. I don't know. But I just know that they just kind of popped a cork in front of a bunch of students. And then I had to salvage whatever momentum we had going into that weekend. But the weekend was definitely affected by the fact that these that this couple just kind of uh, had it started it out on a sour note once we arrived. Completely, just completely sidetracked. Yeah. So yep. as as two hundred church leaders, I mean, this is like part and parcel of the job. Um, you know, we we're excited, we're pumped up, uh, we're ready to go on something. Uh, and then just a little distraction here and distraction there. And they don't always have to be related to even the ministry that you're getting momentum behind. No, they often aren't. They often are. They're just, they're, they're peripheral completely to what's happening, but it's still just so frustrating to be moving and then boom, uh, something just knocks you right off the road. And that's where you have to figure out, is, is, this, is this thing something that I need to learn a lesson from and I need to grow in this area. There's something I need to learn from this. And, okay, that's one, that's one issue. The other issue is, do I let it get me off course? Do I let this thing become the thing? Instead of the thing being the thing, now this thing is the thing, and I'm way off course. And often it's both. You know, you look, you have a situation, you want to learn from it. Sure. But you also don't want it to just completely sabotage what you're going after in that particular ministry or event or whatever it is. I remember being at a board meeting where I was sharing some information and one of the people in the board meeting just said, you know, I, I just don't I just don't see it that way. I don't see that. I'm like, okay, well, and then I just, you know, I kind of I kind of took what they said into account and then still kind of shared what I wanted to share. And then no, 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 I we I just don't see that. I just don't see that. And then somebody else in the meeting said, you know what, I I don't I don't think you're really being honest with us, with us, Pastor. And and it was just like out of left field sure. to me, and and so that kind of just threw me off course for a while. But it's those kinds of distractions that we want to talk about. Some ways that we can stay on course, even when those distractions come, because that's really among many many other things. That is something that's important in leadership. Absolutely. So the first thing that we have to recognize about distractions is that they are always people related. Here at our church, we've had a sweltering summer in Northwest Iowa, and we've had so many air conditioner problems. (laughs) I mean... The most this summer than ever that I've been here in 10 years. They just have fritzed out. They're leaking through ceiling tiles. They're, I mean, it's not cold, then it's too cold, then it's not cold. It's just been problem after problem with those things. But ultimately, that's not a distraction. We can do ministry even if it's hot. We can continue to move in a direction, even if it's a little bit warmer. It's a problem that we have to deal with. It's a nuisance. It's a nuisance, but it's not a true distraction. True distractions step in in the form of people because, because we care about people, because ultimately we love people. Only people can really distract us in the type of way that we're talking about here today. And distractions from people are a necessary part of ministry. So we're not saying that they're bad. We're saying, how do we avoid 
being so distracted that it takes right. us off course. Because, you know, divine interruptions and uh, divine appointments with people, they're going to come and we need to accept them. But we can't let ourselves get so enmeshed and so thrown off course that we're only ministering to one out of the 50 people in our church for a whole week or one out of, you know, 150 people in our church for a whole week. We've got to minister to the one, we've got to deal with that, but then we have to get back and focus on on course to where we're going. So when you have a distraction in the form of a person, and, um, you know, it's threatening to get you off track, deal with it immediately. Don't put it off. Don't say, well, I'll I'll put you on the calendar for next month and we can talk about that. It's going to linger. It's going to fester. It's going to grow. And you're just going to slowly lose momentum and get sidetracked. We um, we had a bake sale here at our church. We were having a missions trip, so we had a bake sale to help um, kind of fund it. Um, and the, the way that we had worded it um, and some details about the bake sale really put off some of our members. And it sounded like Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> sounded like the roulette wheel. <laughs> sure, sure. So it put off some members, and I received a phone call. What, what was nice about receiving a phone call is it forced the issue on me immediately. I couldn't just hang up the phone and, and pretend you know I hadn't received it. I had to deal with that, and we dealt with that distraction the same day. We figured out a plan moving forward. We figured out how we were going to work through this issue uh, with the people who were a little bit offended, with the elders, with Jeff and myself, and we figured it out. And we didn't, we didn't just drop the bake sale because that's, that's the opposite of what we should be doing. You don't just quit something. N- nor did you do what I suggested. I was half the country away, and I just said, stay the course. Just keep doing what we're going to do. Right. You didn't do that either. No. The, we made adjustments, and we, and we immediately on the fly um, made some decisions that mitigated the situation and and it was a compromise that communicated respect exactly to somebody's opinion so instead of becoming this huge sidetracking distraction in some ways it was a blessing in disguise word got out that there had been some hullabaloo and a lot of people showed up to to uh, make donations and get some baked goods that day and we ended up funding the whole mission strip in one day instead of in two which was the original plan and so Instead of becoming a distraction, it was turned into a positive. But had we let it fester, who knows how that might have turned out? Who knows how that would have gone? You know, it never does work to just avoid a problem. Right. It's like, it's like the bowl of peaches on the counter, and you see one has like this brown spot on it. So you just think, well, I'm just going to turn it over so I don't see it, and I'll set it back in there. You know, before you know it, the whole bowl of peaches is rotten. You got all sorts of fruit flies yeah, now. Yeah, you've got fruit flies. <laughs> it's just bad. And and as young leaders, we can often think that things are going to go away. You know, if we just ignore them, bad things will go away. And and mostly, in fact, ninety nine and a half percent of the time, if you ignore them, they get worse. So distractions are something. And Johnny, you just said it. Jump right on it. You know, get right into it. Now, I mean, really. The most important reason would be that if it involves people, we have to care for people. Exactly. That's our number one mission and calling is to care for the sheep that God's given us to shepherd. Um, but then the other thing is that you know if we don't care for them, they don't get better. They actually get worse. Right. So the second thing is remember that momentum is all about energy. If you have momentum behind a ministry, behind a vision, whatever it is, that is requiring a lot of energy. Like we said, it's the rocket ship, you know, 80% of And you of were talking about Bill Nye 
earlier. Yeah. Bill Nye, the science guy. Yeah. Right? He, he taught me at a young age all about inertia and how an object at rest wants to stay at rest. You know, there's a commercial going around right now with that same statement. Talk about inertia? Yeah, no. An object at rest stays at rest. But, you know, <laughs> the, the, the bottom line is I don't remember the product. That's it, not good. If you're listening to this, you you probably know what the product is, but I guess that's not a very good commercial because I don't remember. <laughs> so, so momentum is about energy. Um, an object at rest wants to stay at rest, sure. Uh, and everything is trying to screech to a halt. So we need to continue to have energy behind momentum. We can't have sideways energy and maintain momentum. So yes, deal with distractions fast and, and ASAP, but don't give them more energy than they require. So when we talk about sideways energy, it's a term that Andy Stanley uses, and, and probably the best picture of that is a football field. And you see the guy get the handoff of the football. The running back starts running, but he's running straight for the sidelines, and he's gaining no yardage. And you're like, you just want to scream at him, run forward, run forward, but he's running away from these other defensive players, and they tackle him, and he's gained absolutely zero yards. So he's run 25 yards to his left, Sideways energy, he's absolutely no further than when he started. That is not what we want to be. No. We need to have momentum. Um, we need to have energy behind our momentum. And so don't get sidetracked with your energy. Don't spend a bunch of sideways energy because that will that will definitely knock you off course. ASAP. Jeff, what's the what's the third thing to remember about not getting knocked off course? Well, it's, re- it's to remember that what we're doing is is God's work. This is God's work. And if we believe that it's God's work, and if we've been in prayer and in, in collaboration with the leaders of our church, with other uh, Holy Spirit-filled people, and we believe that we're going in a certain direction to, to serve God, to reach people, then it's important for us to not be sidetracked. If you just think it's your idea and it's your preference, if you're a respectful person, you'll give up your preference pretty quick. You'll say, okay, well, I don't need to do that. I'll do something else. And you'll go along with the other people. Um, and you'll you'll be running sideways for a long time. But if you remember that what you're doing is the work of God in your church and, and God leading in your church through you, you're less likely to desert the, the agenda that God has given you and the, and the leading that God's given you for your church. We should be passionate about doing God's work. Um, as leaders of 200 churches, that is what should get us fired up. That, that should be what's running through our veins is the passion to do God's work. And like Jeff said, you are not going to be as likely to just give up on something, uh, to abandon or, or to desert the agenda if you really believe that it's God's work and God's will to do that thing. So stay focused, stay on track. Remember, you're doing God's work. It's not, you know, it's don't give up on God's work because that is so, so, so important. So let me add another thought here. For pastors uh, serving in smaller churches, I think it's so important that you find a relationship that somebody that you can partner with. So you're not doing ministry alone. Even if that person isn't in your church, even if it's a pastor in the community or a pastor in the next community, somebody that you can talk to about the important things, uh, yeah, in your life, but the important things in your ministry. Because if it's just us and we're the only one thinking about ourselves and, and what we feel God wants us to do, we can, our minds play tricks on us. We can get messed up real quick when we're leading in isolation. 
you just you just need to not be doing ministry alone because you're going to drown out there if you're doing it alone. Our encouragement to you today is to to deal with the issues that are infiltrating your momentum. Uh, deal with the issues that are causing friction, that are that are creating stopping points or halting points for your momentum. It is important, important work that you are doing. Uh, it's work that needs to be done. So don't let yourself get sidetracked from that work. And I hear that music again. Where's my music? You love it. I don't love this music. You, lo- you love this it music. It will grow on me. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. Feel free to give the guys feedback or ask questions at 200churches.com. And remember, the leadership that you provide in your 200 church matters big in the kingdom of God.